yes sir let's go thank you once again for joining me in shy town thank you for joining me for another podcast episode and as always thank you for sitting at my table listen we're gonna get into this because i told you already we're gonna get into part two of the cat williams situation and listen for all of those people who rock with me and stayed for the first one even though you already saw the interview I appreciate it, for real. That guy appreciates it. Oh, it's early in the morning. Oh, man, I'm not going to lie. I don't go to the gym today. I don't go to the gym on Saturdays. But I think I'm going to get in a little workout like around 10 or 11 o'clock. You know what I mean? Just not to be so stiff on a Monday because I usually take my break on Saturday and Sunday. I usually work out five days a week. But sometimes I get it in on a six-day at sometimes, sometimes. But I think I'm going to get it in today as well. But I'm going to just do calisthenics. I'm not going to do any heavy weight lifting. But, hey, it is what it is. I mean, we're going to dive into it. You know what I just noticed? I seen yesterday, right? I seen it for the first time. I ain't going to lie to you. I seen it for the first time yesterday. And hold up. Let me look for it, fellas. Let me look for it. I mean, for all those who are new, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the like button if you enjoy the entertainment that I'm providing. I really appreciate it. But I want to I wanna go over this, man. I hope I don't get copyright written or anything. Because I think, I don't think they'll copyright me. But if they do, I'll just delete this after I upload the video. I'll just delete this off of the VOD, you feel me? But I, this brought back so many memories. Before we get into the Cat Williams situation. This brought back so many damn memories. Well, man, like I just was vibing listening to this. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Killer Cam getting in that freestyle groove on his podcast. And it just was, it was that vibe. You know what I mean? I, I, I know for all those who listen to Purple Haze and Killer Cam, all them albums he released back in the days when we used to just rock and listen to his music. It brought back memories listening to this freestyle for real, man. I just want to watch. I want to give my small reaction because I'm going to do a separate vibe about this reaction as well. Let's vibe with Killer Cam a little bit. You know what I mean? He comes in the studio. <laughs> it's all quiet. Look at <laughs> You know Killer Cam got to come in on dapper with his suits now. You know what I mean? Because he's with the suit game now. Look at <laughs> Look at this, man. Oh. And the way he just comes in, oh. And, and I know the, everybody who who listened to Purple Haze, y'all remember that vibe, man. Stop playing. Y'all remember that vibe in Purple Haze, man. And I still rock Purple Haze on my Spotify. For real, I still rock that album. I mean, that album is just memorable, man. For real, man. Let's continue. Shorty said being with you is like an odyssey. Well, is it? I don't know, probably. I did a lot of things to stay away from poverty. Roll mob deep cause of havoc made me a prodigy. Oh! And when people say Cam don't got bars, you know what I mean? I'm not saying he's at the level of Eminem and all of them. I'm not saying he's at that level, but I'm just saying the man got bars, though. The man got bars. That right there was crazy. Right there. 
the Havoc Prodigy line. That shit was crazy right there, man. Let's continue. I got to keep on stopping it here and now and then so it can basically lower the potential of my video getting flagged. You feel me? R.P. Bandana P.M. My father Gene. Grandpa Jerry, Grandma Dot. That was my heart and queen. From Andre Hudson shit, I used to borrow jeans. Then Wu-Tang made that song, all oh, they called the cream. Thanks, Method Man, that hook made my Beretta dance. And no, I never left no prints. I had them leather hands. 38 of the never jam, just smoke like the Neverlands. Been fly for years, seemed like I never land. I was in... That was, that was a whole Peter Pan gimmick right there. <laughs> that was a whole Peter Pan gimmick right there. I, I want to hear it again. Listen, it's my podcast. If I want to rewind, I want I, I get to rewind. So you guys got to stop complaining, for real. I'm going to rewind it. I want to listen to that part again. Maybe I rewinded too much. Counting millions in the Sheridan. All brown Sherlin for sure. Sure made me prevalent. Way before Moderna, I gave fiends they medicine. I'm from 140. If I did decide to tenement, I wrote the 101 the two, the M1 bus. Three train, four train, Brooklyn. They used to bum rush my block. It's so dumb that I had a poppy to front us. I let this money become me. Let me write the Columbus. Got with the gunners, the runners turned out humongous to numbers. We had the winner when Jay was doing the summers. Braun, still in high school, dunking and hitting jumpers. Kept mad and rich with him. They arose like, why you dump us? Saturday's deposit, chase the sun trust. Word to Donald that no one will ever trust us. Us. About to put that in my bio. I'm a Harlem nigga, got accepted by Ohio. How? Oh. I'm telling you, man, this takes it back, man. And I forwarded it way too much. I didn't even get to rehear my part that I really like. But damn, man. Just, just the whole vibe, man. Just, just makes you chillax, man, for real, man. And, and people, I mean, people never really gave Cam his roses, though. And I'm not, and yeah, he's not at the level of Jay-Z and all of them dudes or whatever. But if you rocked with his music back then, if you rocked with his music back then, you would appreciate this freestyle right here. You would appreciate it. Wow, of course, I was really out there with them Shot the buck in my nerve just before the Alka River Man, the stamp on the dope was dope as says Stalin River Man, they smoke good, real good, I had pounds to give them I lived in the residence on 161, after Club 69 Niggas had to get their gun If you fucked in the parking lot, that was a hit and run Till the boys came, this shit was fun yeah, it was Anyway, I told baby girl, grab your gear She like, God damn, care. I ain't even wrap my hair Plus, I got work tomorrow My schedule, I have to clear I said you offering information I ain't asked to hear Curved up Man, I can't even falter And while leading on cause I never see her alter You know who I am, Cam A.K.A. Culture Saturday night fever But the revolver's on your falter I that was simple, but you know what I mean? Oh, man. I mean, damn. I got surprised by this. I got surprised by this. My cousin put me on to this. My cousin put me on to this. Say, yo, you got to listen to Cam. You know what I mean? Because I remember back in the days, right? Me and my cousin just used to listen to Cam. We used to just say the lines he say or whatever. Back to each other. We used to rhyme it or whatever. See who said it better. It, that's what it's bringing me back to when when me and Brian used to 
Because my brother put me onto Cam when I was younger. My brother was like, you got to listen to this dude. This dude is mad nice. This dude is this and that and the third. And this is when Cam was underground, when Cam was throwing out music. Remember when 50 Cent came out? When 50 Cent was doing a lot of underground music, he came out, he started saying a whole bunch of shit. And people was like, who is this dude? He killing everybody in the game and he underground. That's the way Cam was. And then Cam obviously just came out or whatever, and my brother put me on to him. And then my, me and my cousin, ever since, we always listened to his music. We used to be in the gym playing basketball. We used to sit down with our Walkmans when the Walkmans were popular. We used to just vibe with the Cam music, and then the CDs came out. I mean, listen, the modern kids of today never know the struggle, for real. And it's just, this brings back that memory, that love, man. I, I mean, to be a kid again and listening to Cam. It, this is that vibe music, man, for real. Kind of like a romance, for real. Snake rats and vultures. How you hate on me and murder, nigga, just applaud us. Everywhere I went, I made Harlem look gorgeous. Pull up on these diamonds, Mortal Kombat, flawless. And my suits, they like eight times your mortgage. Emmys on the way, 40 seconds on the Forbes list. I'm talking tunnel vision. Yeah, tunnel vision. I sold bundles and I went down to the tunnel flipping. On my block, you had to rumble, cutting fumble missions. Flash screens, now nah, I had antennas on the television. Shit, I'm right where I need to be. Welcome back, season three. It's killer, bitch. <laughs> that was the end of it. Oh, man, that. That flow. I'm going to listen to that shit again when I'm working out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm going to listen to that shit again when I'm working out. I mean, oh, that that shit was flawless, man, for real, man. That shit was flawless. I don't know. Let me know down in the comments what you think. I'm going to do a separate reaction vibe to this. And um, I want to see your comments on that one as well if you don't leave a comment on this. But obviously, the comments that I want you guys to leave is about this Cat Williams situation. We're going to dive right into it because... This is part two and the final reaction to this Cat Williams interview. Because, listen, the shit was two hours and 46 minutes. You think I was going to go through all of that shit in one video? Hell no. And edits would have been crazy. And for real, listen, the Premiere Pro, that shit would have been taking long to freaking download. I'm not doing a freaking two hours and 46 minutes in one sit down. Absolutely not. Listen, with the things I got to go to and I had to go to gym yesterday. No, wasn't doing it. But let's continue with this Club Shay Shay podcast with cat williams as he gets right into the situation with wanda sykes we're going to start right there when he talks about wanda sykes if you i don't know who wanda sykes is i don't know what cave you've been living in but we're going to dive right into it right now as he discusses the situation on an interview that went on with wanda sykes let's go Wanda Sykes and Wanda Smith are two separate people. I mean, Wanda I, Smith, Wanda and, Smith. And I Wanda, had only no, said Wanda one Sy name, sir. Wanda, Sy I, Wanda, Wanda Sykes I'm is amazing. I love Wanda. And I agree. I love okay, Wanda. Wanda That's my girl. But I, I, Wanda Smith, then I was mistaken, just as Shay Shay was mistaken as well as Wanda Smith. I remember on the radio, you went on the radio interview. If I'm not mistaken, that's in Atlanta. Right. And you came on there with seemingly good intentions. And oh, she yeah. attacked you. It wasn't just that part. It was the fact that before I go in there, she has a conversation about, okay, now, well, I just want to talk to you because you just wanted 
Emmy for the city of Atlanta, and this is in Atlanta, and they just want to hear about the Emmy and hear from you and to thank you for what you did putting the city on. Right. Okay. And we won't talk about your kids. We won't talk about jail, no cases. We ain't going to talk about none of that. Right. And immediately gets in there and goes the opposite way. You can't flip up on me because you're an inferior comedian. I'm going to destroy you, and I'm never going to call you out of your name. I'm never going to say anything disrespectful to people that look like like you, I'm, I'm, it's a very thin line. I got a call, but this lady is trying to embarrass me in front of a largely homosexual fan base. That's why she got canceled. Gay people don't take it kindly that you would, as a derogatory, call me gay. Gay people don't feel like it's derogatory. So why are you trying to shame me with something in a community I don't even belong in? There's no gay people saying I belong over there or been over there. You did, did but I That's crazy. I really don't remember that interview. That's crazy. But I, I, isn't there some type of contract contract that goes into your interview? Like if you wish not to discuss certain subjects when you go into an interview and they go against it and ask you those questions anyway, aren't they liable in some sort of way? I mean, let me know down in the comments. I thought that there's a, they're liable because who will go into an interview knowing that they can be vulnerable if asked the certain questions that they wish not to be asked. I, I'm just saying, I'm just calling it spades to spades. I would not go into an interview knowing that they have a potential, a, a potential opportunity to ask me a question that I wish not to answer in front of the public. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Let me know. I have no hatred of over there, and how dare you? You did a number on it, though. Hey. You did a number on it. That, no, that's legendary. No, you either believe in karma or you don't. Because I didn't even know any of the stuff that she had done to my fellow comedians until afterwards. I just know she that it was a setup. Right. And, and remember, they... They tried to kill me this same weekend, not in jokes, with a real gun in my real face on real camera. Understand I'm losing my life for participating in something that goes along with my job. Like, it's two comedians. What do you mean? And, and the world was okay with it because it was me. Had that happened to anyone else, the world went crazy when Will smack, smacked Chris. This is a person pulling a whole gun on a comedian in the confines of their job. It's, a, it's really a weird situation uh, when they hate you that bad. Yeah. Yeah. You felt she hated you at that moment because you you mentioned that she said... Is he talking about the public or is he talking about Wanda? Because he's basically saying the public, um, the, uh, the court of public opinion really wasn't vibing with him. You know what I mean? They hated him as long as Wanda herself. I mean, is that what he's saying? Because I know Cat Williams always felt like the public was against him. And and it's true because they tried to cancel him multiple times. And I don't know why is that? I mean, he's a fellow comedian just like the rest of them. And for some reason, the public just don't vibe with him. I don't know. I mean, look at Will Smith. Smack Chris Rock and people still rock with Will Smith. Even though he is kind of canceled, but still, people still rock with him. He still got millions and millions of followers on his social media page. I lost complete respect for Will Smith. But let's not even take it there. That's neither here nor there. Let's continue.
city was going to be very professional. Oh, you want an Emmy? Congratulations. You put the city on. You own for the city. Yada, yada, yada. And now, what, did she mention anything about the Emmy on camera? I believe you saw the video <laughs> and you know that none of that took place. Shay, Shay, you the, know. It, <laughs> the issue is that... Um, all the comedians have to come do these radio stations because right. you have to sell your tickets. And so that means you have to go to the radio station. Yes. I, I don't go to the radio station and I don't make posts to sell tickets. I just don't. So you've not seen me. I'm I haven't I'm not here in some subservient position nope. where somebody sent me over. I'm You here out of the kindness of your heart. You are. No, no, I'm saying in, no, but in no, the interview radio, yeah, yeah, yes. situation. Yes. Yeah, like, yes, right. For sure. Yeah, and this person knew I wasn't there for that or, yeah. It's, but how hard, because you have to understand, she is a female, and so you have to be careful. You have to handle her with kid gloves. Sir, sir, <laughs> you want to go ahead and take that out? You don't want to be against equality, do you? No, no. What you just said was very unequal, sir. Bruh, but I you... think maybe you've had enough of this. I think Kat is sarcastic there. I think he's being sarcastic there. He had to take out the kid gloves because she was a woman. Like, I mean, after she disrespected him. I think that's sarcasm. I think there's a sarcasm here. Let's continue. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Because I think I just heard you say but can you, can that women are not equal and should be they, treated unequally. They are, and I they want to be treated. You mean equal. as a comedian? No, no. They want. Listen, you understand and I understand. Yeah. In certain situations, they want to be treated equal. Not all situations. True. True. And and what part of what you saw her get? Oh, she what, deserved everything no, you no, gave no. her. What part would have been different if she was a man? Mm, good question. It would have just been more vicious. Yeah, that, that's, that's mm -hmm. my point. I that's my point. That is facts. It would have been way more vicious. There's a lot of things that um, modern ladies of today, and I'm not saying all ladies, before everybody get their panties in a bunch, and before the simps get their freaking underwears in a bunch. But there are a lot of things ladies want to be treated equal, and a lot of things they don't want to be treated equal. They choose and pick what benefits them. And I'm talking about certain ladies. I'm not talking about all. And this is why Kat sarcastically said to Shannon, hey, do you want to take that out? Because you know how sensitive people are. I mean, <clears throat> equal rights and left, right? I mean, hey. Took all the vicious and venom away because it. I didn't have any. Plus, I understood I'm not trying to offend black women with short hair. I'm not trying to offend heavyset women. I'm not trying to upset fellow comedians. I'm not trying to do any of that, and I can't, I am qualified to be able to do none of that and still eviscerate you because I'm smart enough to know that I need to say that you have gnarled fingers because I know your limited education means you don't know what the word means. So you can't possibly respond to it. You're not sure of the meaning. And I'm going to continue hitting you because this is what comedians do. Right. You've been masquerading that you're a comedian too. And that's the fallacy. So and nobody that, in boxing fights out of their weight class. If you're a 130 pounder, you don't just show up with the 160 pounders. You stay in your weight class. Is that what you wanted to do? 
No. That she was out of her league when no. it came to because I she, didn't want to do any of it. I know you didn't want, didn't want to, to do any but once she took it there, you did you feel that you had to go there? Oh, you go could where? You could have said, Wanda, I didn't come here for that. I just want to do the interview. I just want to talk about what happened. Oh, you misunderstand my job. My, <laughs> my job is to be funny. Why would he have to explain? <laughs> my job is to be funny first. Why would he have to? I know what, I know Shannon is just, it's all entertainment right now. I know that's what Shannon is doing right now. Because Shannon is a very wise dude. He's very smart, man. So I know he just said that to see what Cat comes out with. Because why would he have to tell an interviewer that for? When she already knew the line not to cross. And then she crossed it anyway. After they both agreed not to talk about certain topics when it comes to his personal life. And she crossed it. So why would he need to explain anything further after after she broke that promise not to talk about certain things. But I know Shannon is just saying, like I said, I know he's just saying that just to see, just to get something out of Cat, which is all called uh, entertainment. My first job is to be funny. My yeah. second job is to be respectful. My third job is to be immaculate and Gaza strip it. Huh? Uh, That's non-political. I'm saying, if you do it, you let a terrorist accidentally touch over here. And I won't stop burning you down until there ain't nothing left. It'll literally be rubble on top of rubble and I'll still be bombing. Why? Because that's why you should mind your business. This is what F around and find out is about. Right. Have you ever been booed, cat? Mm. Um, Why would he yes. ask him that? Yeah. I have. Wow. I mean, it looked like it bothered him too. Not the question, but the fact of thinking about when he was booed. And I think when he was booed, I think that's when the public started turning on him. That's what's messed up. When you're a comedian, another comedian comes out and starts, you know, getting everybody's attention or whatever. They turn their backs on the old comedians that paved the way for those new comedians to come. And I think that that's what he's vibing with right now. That's what made him think like that. That's my personal opinion. I can be wrong. What was that feeling like? Did it like want to give up? Because we don't, I mean, because when you have, I mean, I don't know how early it was in your career. Obviously, it hadn't been in the, I don't think it's in the last decade because you've been immaculate. To some, Shannon. Have you ever dropped a pass? I have. Yeah. I've been booed too. You know the little segment between everything is fine and I got it, and then you noticing where it is now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that. Um, the thing about as a comedian, the audience's opinion is the only opinion that matters, not you, the writer, not none of that. That's and true. So I don't think any comedian has ever been booed unnecessarily either. Uh, uh, <laughs> they des they deserve <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying. Well, at least he admits it. I mean, I like that he admits it. Like, if, you, if you've been booed, then you've been booed for a good reason. <laughs> the audience, he's basically saying the audience is not wrong when they boo you. I'm saying, 
What do they say when a guy shoots the air ball in the NBA? They say, air ball, right. to make sure everybody knows. But, again, he still got to get back on D. Right. Like, the game didn't end. He don't get to throw his hands up and sulk. Right. That's supposed to be used as a learning experience. Most comedians don't get booed enough. I mean, this is how you end up with a Michael Blackson who's a real African doing a fake African accent. Okay, move, don't... This guy is mad at me. All I did was give him the best advice of his life. Remember, he was wearing dirty dashikis. Dashikis. And I told him he needed to dress to be in the position that he's trying to say that he's in. And if you're the African king of comedy, sir, there's actually comedians in Africa doing comedy. If you're going to say that, you got to go to Africa and get a school, dude. Everybody got you. You got to put in some work. And these guys, they take my advice. They change their whole persona. And... And then they hate me for it. And generally, I'm just too big to comment or make a statement about it or do a live or any of that. But when it gets to be a whole grouping of these guys, I got to come and talk to Shannon. <laughs> wow. Even, I got to lay it down. Even Blackson is getting in on it. <laughs> even Blackson, yo? Like... I'm not gonna lie. It's, it, I thought he was—he really was African. He's not African. What is he then? Yo, put it down in the comments if you know his ethnicity. I'm gonna look it up anyway. Though. I'm gonna Google that shit. Down at the altar. <laughs> you know every comedian. This, that... this is the other side of Kirk Franklin prank. <laughs> <laughs> this is the reckoning. 2024. <laughs> Reckoning. You, you watch that. You know every comedian that's been on my show. You know you watched every episode. Cause no, you know, that's not what you said. You said I know every comedian. You know every comedian. You're sure. limiting me. Oh, you watched every episode. Because you 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 know things. You know things. I that <laughs> That's yeah. always where I'm trying to come from, whether it's comedic or otherwise. That's why even if you see me get arrested 10 times in a row on TV, as a fan of mine, you can be like, he finna be right out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they just said, he didn't do it. He couldn't have. It's stupid. Why would he do something stupid knowing he got to come back and talk to us? Nah, they, they respect that every time it happens, I'm going to be free as a bird sitting out here talking to you about it, that it really was what I said it was. That's all. Mm. End up, you come down, you're in L.A. Yeah. Now, I'm reading Cat Williams won Cedric the Entertainers and Heiser Bush Best, L Best Los Angeles Comic Award. Did you win that award, won Cat Williams? It's a simple yes or no. It's not a rhetorical question. It's a question that probably should have been asked to Cedric the Entertainer. I'm asking Ooh. you. I got you here, though. I know. I couldn't <laughs> believe Cedric didn't get asked that question. <laughs> oh. You still a dude's joking to give him an award, and then 10 years later, you don't know nothing about it. <laughs> hey, but I, but I promise you this. What? If he sees me again before he sees you, He'll be talking different when you see him. That's for certain. That's the difference. That's what these comics understand, is that I'm not doing nothing for clout. I don't even recognize clout. But eventually, the Lord is going to let me and you be in one hallway. A lot of these dudes go 
Kevin Hart done went 25 years without ever being in the same building with me at the same time. What, so what, if what, I go in the building, oh, he... Okay. He on Kevin Hart. Oh my God. And when Cedric was in that interview with Shannon Sharpman, he said he's seen me a hundred times. I, I, I that's bullshit. He's seen you a hundred times. Like I, I don't believe that shit at all. That Cedric, I, I and a lot of people is gonna say it's my opinion. You don't know that. Well, why are you taking Cat's side automatically? I'm just saying, who seems like they're telling the truth more? Cedric or freaking Cat? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He walk out, you've never seen us in the same building ever in 25 years. Like, it's like that. <laughs> Why? Why? Yes. Because what? I'm really the product. It's not what you think. I am never under the influence of anything. I'm always in my right mind. I'm always a physical specimen. And when you see me, I'm much, much bigger than you had thought. I have far less play in me than you would like. And I'm relentless. I'm out there. I'm still to this day. I play 11 games of basketball with a 20 year old. The record is 92 and six. This is just in the yard, just to the rack, just cause. You work out cat? I mean, cat. you work out cat? cat? Not to the gym. You don't work out in the gym? Cat, I mean, in, in, in 90, I, I mean, are you really keeping up with your stats when you're playing these young dudes? Because I, I'm just saying, I know these young dudes ain't freaking NBA prospects. I'm, I'm going to have to call bullshit on that one, Cat. I like you, Cat. I'm not going to lie, but I got to call bullshit on that one. You got to add some losses to that. I'm just saying, I mean. Yeah, you ain't looking like Achilles, my dude. I'm just <laughs> you push ups, sit ups. I my whole life it was um it was just push ups and sit ups only. I would do like um a hundred push ups a day. Just I thought you were gonna say a thousand. No, no, no. <laughs> because this is literally every day. Right. This is not for the yeah for the gram. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like literally a hundred a day. And I would do push ups and then I tore both my rotator cuffs. And so it was only thanks to golf that I was even able to get my you a golfer now? back. I I've been a golfer for quite some time. My short game is impeccable. I I, I can't get you but but two and some change off of the um the off the tee, but I'm still I'm 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 still coming in for par guaranteed. You mm. playing for the tips? Uh, no, I've, I've found that you don't get anything for that. It seems like, it seems very egomaniacal. They go, hey, cat, for free, you can go further back. <laughs> hey, what? Wait a minute, does it still count the same? Hey, I'm up at the ladies' tee. Don't tell me my pronouns. <laughs> On the golf course, I'm she, her, him, them, and they. Whoever, whoever the front tee. We're, I know we're joking, we're having a great conversation, but you did win the award. How did the award <laughs> help your career? It had to help some, Cat. Nope. Nope. God, come on, Cat. I didn't remember it. It happened to you. Just said it. Set, how can Cedric give you an award that was worth something? Everything Cedric and Ricky Smiley ever been in got canceled for not being funny. Wow. Ricky sat here and told you that they cut him out of every movie he did. They always had a reason. Like, <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> that's why I'm funny because I'm a happy person. I laugh all day long. I can't even imagine 
the misery of these bums. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just to not be good at what you do, not work hard at what you do, but have to act like you're the best at what you do. It is crazy. It's crazy. But they be touring, they, they, they be doing like 100 shows a year? That's me. <laughs> I don't run into none of them. That's what I'm saying. If you a Phase on Love fan, you mean you've been a fan of him for 32 years, you still waiting on him to do his first special? You mean to tell me if Steve Harvey, your favorite comedian, you mean you've been waiting for him to do stand-up for 15 years now? I mean, Steve got a, got a, a lot of other DL, DL still out there. None of those irons matter to stand-up. Who cares that they wrote a placard for you to do Family Feud on? Like, you're... So you're successful because we're surprised you can talk for a living and it's entertaining that you're going to say some funny country things. But not a writer. Right. Not a writer. How did you develop? I'm going to say it again. Steve Harvey is not funny. Not funny. I don't care what anybody says. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And there's nobody down in the comments, if you choose to write down in the comments on my YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe, that you can convince me that Steve Harvey is funny. That's all I'm going to say. Money Mike and get it. I mean, that, I mean, everybody talk, Money Mike. Is, how? How did you come up with that and say, you know what? This is how he should dress. This is how he should talk. This is how he should look. This is the kind of whip he should ride. This is how he should talk. So if you'll remember that that was my first movie, just understand that what I did then, I've done with every single role, whether it was an Emmy-winning role or whether it wasn't, whether I was playing somebody homeless whether I was playing a dirty vagabond on Atlanta, whether it was an eccentric guy in First Sunday, regardless of what the role is, the first thing I do is erase me from it. Okay. So anything that I would naturally do, mm -hmm. that's what I'm not going to do okay. because I'm playing a different You're character. You're playing a character. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So I then create this person based upon real life circumstances. So I don't have to wonder what a pimp thinks because I've been in that position for a little while. I also worked manual labor for some time in my life, so I don't have a problem paying somebody that works. And I don't have a problem uh, being a go-getter because I'm a go-getter. So I bring whatever I can to these characters. I was able to... Um, the first week that I got the script, there was a, a pimp guy that used to be a pimp, but he wasn't anymore. He was a rapper now, and his name was Mac Minister, and he um, had been a pimp and was going to be a rapper. And I had never done a movie before. I was a stand-up, and I'm getting ready to do the movie. And so I was able to craft what a real pimp was like what was too much i didn't want to be stereotypical right I, I i did the research i saw how many times people played pimps and they were always it was always something weird about them right. i guess because it's a weird job you know what i mean right. and i wanted somebody that didn't seem like none of that 
that he really thought it was a business and treated it like that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, those adding those levels to acting is what all actors do if they're not Steve or Cedric or Ricky. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to create a character. You don't you can't just be phase on in every movie like you're just gonna take your shirt off on every movie like why does it say that in your script man let big worm live let him breathe cat let big, let, let, let big worm breathe stall him out now <laughs> <laughs> and all those people that he mentioned yeah, you don't want to see them with their shirt off. I'm just saying. <laughs> you having an unnatural allegiance to losers is not like you. No, I ain't got no allegiance wow. to the man. But you got it. Wow. That was powerful. That was powerful. That was a quick-ass snippet he threw right there. Allegiance to losers. Allegiance to losers. Can you really say they're losers? I mean, despite whatever Cat is saying, they do have money. They are successful. They've been in certain roles, especially Steve Harvey's on Family Feud. I mean, can you say he's at the top pinnacle of everything? No, but successful? Yes. I mean, if you want to call that successful, especially at the man that... But in Cat's level, do you see that as success? Different levels of success, I guess. I mean, you can say that. Oh, oh no, let's go. Admit the role that he played, Big Worm, I mean, Big Perm in Friday Night. You got to give him credit for the role now. Come on now. Let me ask you a question. Yes. If what you're saying is correct, why wasn't he in next Friday or Friday after next? I mean, his role, I mean. It wasn't he, good. <laughs> Sorry. There was a lot of people that didn't, that appeared in the first one that weren't in the second one. Cat? I'm just telling you why. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's a there's a news flash that there are reasons for things in a business. Yes. Oh, will. okay. Well, <laughs> what would you? Why would you? Why, why did you bench D'Lo? He had two points. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up. But I like him. Nobody cares about that. That's not what we're talking about. These are business conversations that deal with businessmen. Right. Right. When you're good at something, you should progress. The guys that are not as good, they should fall down by the wayside. That's natural. They're where they, so you believe if your talent doesn't support it, you should fall by the wayside, and the guys that have the talent and they get elevated, they should move. No, that's what water says. That's what the universe say. The universe say the levels. <laughs> Every, no, I don't. Not I say. Who am I? I'm nobody. <laughs> but I'm working every day. As if I think that's what should happen is how it should be. And I'm choosing comedians that also write and work hard and don't steal other people's material. And I'm making sure that they all. I remember Cedric, um, Cedric said that's part of the business, stealing other people's material. That's if you're a scumbag to me. If you're a scumbag, you're going to steal people's material. When Cedric said that. I found that unusual. And it's all about what I like what Kat is saying is it's all about the work you put in. It's all about the consistency. Listen, and, and I'm going to say this from a, from this is my personal opinion. This deals with life in general. You can take this if you want to take it. If you don't wish to take it, it is what it is. Whatever you love doing, you may be failing now. You may be failing now. But there's levels to it. If you stay consistent and you put in the work, it's going to grow. 
no matter what it is, no matter what it is, whether it's a sport you're playing, whether whether it's content creation you're doing, whether it's um, modeling, whether it's being a gym influencer, whether, whatever it is. If you stay consistent and you put in the hard work, because there's a lot of times what's going to separate you are the people who are not willing to put in the work. The people who come, who basically the people who come back home from whatever they're doing and they're like, oh, my arms hurt. You know what? That can wait till tomorrow. Oh, you know what? My toe is kind of feeling a little cramp. So, you know what? I got a good excuse not to continue my consistency. Those are the people that you're going to separate yourself from. Put in the work, no matter how tired you are, still do what you're supposed to do. Still do what you know you have to do to be successful. That's what's going to separate you from the lazy people. And I, that's what Kat is saying. And uh, 2024, man, I'm going I'm to I'm stick to that. I'll make $300,000 a season and I'm making sure that they're not ever signed to me or my conglomerate and that's why they're successful. No, you can work with me and still be an independent businessman boss owner like you came in. I don't need you to be subservient to me. That's those other guys that make you pay dues. You said earlier that you rewrote a lot of what Money Mike was to say and how he behaved. So they allowed you the the the, the freedom, the liberty to add Liam. How much would they allow you to just make an interception if it didn't nobody talk about it? As a football player, if the ball comes your way, can you just grab it? Can you make an interception anytime? Are you allowed to pick up any fumble? Are yeah. you you can do any hustling, yeah. right? Oh, okay, same here, same here. But. Here's the thing, though. Even as, a, even as an offensive player, yeah. they might let me add lib once I get a couple of years under my breath. They wouldn't let me add lib as a rookie. That was your first movie. I, I told you the conversation in my first movie. Just because I'm, I am committed to laughs. The only way I made it past those 300 comedians, I didn't tell you this. What it required is I had to watch all 300 comedians 10 times a piece. I watched your set 10 times of you performing, whoever you were, and then I counted how many laughs you got every time you did these amount of minutes. So if you told me this uh, comedian and told me he did 30 minutes, I could tell you that he got 26 laughs in that 30 minutes because I had done the numbers on everybody. So I didn't just say I was funnier. I knew I was funnier than the comic you liked. And I could tell you how many jokes funnier I was because that's how we judge stand up. You do 15 minutes, I do 15 minutes. How do I know I'm funnier than you? Cause you got six laughs and I got 16. I'm almost three times better than you, low-key boy boy, but I'm never going to tell you the formula. So you're going to keep just going out there telling jokes. Now I understand that I, psychologically, the audience by 10 years is convinced that I'm funnier than you. They just don't know why. Because I'm putting out more content, better. I had Terry Crews on here. He said at the time that you did the movie, you were homeless. Is that true? Have you Cruz said that? Um, this was my situation. I, five months prior to 
me getting this first audition for Friday After Next. I got this baby son. I'm holding him up above me. He grabs my little chain. He's playing with it, and he accidentally drops it. It breaks out my front two teeth. I'm in a situation now where when I go to the dentist, they telling me this gonna cost thousands and thousands of dollars to fix this right. They not telling me what it's gonna look like. I go get an estimate with no money involved, find out what I need to do. They find out you got a tumor in your upper jaw, so we're gonna have to do a whole surgery for you. It's gonna be a hundred bands. I don't have it. I don't have it. And um, I'm only gonna have this check from this movie. So while I'm doing this movie, we live in this trailer. Um, this is where we live. So when they come to work at five in the morning, we already there. When they leave at night, we still there. We just double back um, because we understood that this is our one opportunity. Um, and we have this opportunity to change our lives, just like a young man going for the draft. Right. We can actually get in the league with this. There are 30 comedians on this cast. They're all magnificent. This is the holy grail of the situation. Um, so yeah, I was able to make sure that, because it wasn't just my first movie, it was K.D. Albert's first movie. It was Terry Crews' first. Listening to this whole shit makes you like, and you, you see when, you saw when Sharp brought it up that he was homeless. It hit him. It really hit him. And I didn't realize Terry Crews brought that up. I, I don't know why the reasoning. I mean, I, I'm not saying nothing about Terry Crews. I'm just saying, why, why was that brought up? That cat was homeless. Is there a reason? I mean, that's so personal to be spreading that when it's not your situation. I wonder if Cat was offended that Terry Crews even mentioned that. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want nobody to talk about that shit unless it came out of my own mouth. I don't. Yeah, absolutely. I was the leader of this group, which meant that we did. We didn't do their rehearsals. They did rehearsal. We did our own rehearsals daily to make sure that we were at the level of professional actors, which is what made it so egregious. That guy saying I was supposed to. You were supposed to what? Kenny did have a good part in the movie, man. The Santa Claus was funny, man. The dude said the entire time we were filming, I can't play this role. They got a bandana over my nose and my mouth. My family not even gonna know who this is. <laughs> so yeah, tell your story. <laughs> wow. He's... Ted, uh, Terry Crews also said that you guys had a lot of had a lot of conversation that this was your opportunity and you needed to seize this moment. Yeah. He, Terry had the benefit of having been in some very high profile situations already and took L's. Mm -hmm. Like he had been in the league. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He 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 had um, done pro wrestling. He had done a lot of things. He had been televised and some things that hadn't worked. Right. And this was just fortuitous for him. And now you know what nobody has ever said in the whole industry in 20 years about, you know, the whole money might not getting raped in the bathroom. Right. So I understood going in that there's no reason. I lost every... For a five-year period, every single movie that 
Kevin Hart did was a movie that had been on my desk that all I had said was just can we take some of this step and fetch it shit out and then I can do it like it don't need to be overtly homosexual because I'm not homosexual right it doesn't need that right. to be funny right mm -hmm. and, and and me saying that and them going oh yeah no problem and then going to give it to this other guy and having him do it just like it was and acting like I'm a bad person because I keep standing on my standard. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but I, I wouldn't. That's the thing. Listen, I want to know, it, it, I would really like to be the freaking fly on the wall in those conferences when they bong the paper to Cat and say, hey, we got this role for you. We just need you to do this, that, and the third. And obviously he took the papers. He, 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 he read over what he's supposed to do when it pertains to the character he's portraying. And he found a lot of freaking negatives about it. And he said, hey, can you change this? If you change that, I'll be able to do it. And obviously it, it involved maybe him wearing a dress or him acting homosexual whatever the case may be when it comes to him standing by his standards he chose not to do it and they went to kevin hart and kevin hart willfully obliged to do the role so the fact that the fact that i'm mentioning this is because a lot of people in hollywood that gets turned away or get blackballed are people with standards and that is definitely true. Am I saying Kevin Hart has no standards? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying there are lines that a lot of men are not willing to cross just to get a movie role. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying Kevin Hart doesn't have standards. But as you can see, there's an interview that got leaked out that Kevin Hart said he would never wear a dress. And he decided to still wear a dress later on in his career. I don't know the time span between that interview and when he started to wear the dress. But the simple fact that he still wore the dress after he said that he would never wear a dress because he has standards. And he went against it. So can I say right now that Kevin Hart has no standards? I have, I have proof that he doesn't. But I'm not willing to say that. Because I don't know the man personally, so it is what it is. Let's continue. Change it for the world. Like again, I'm I'm on the winning side <laughs> of these <laughs> decisions. You know, look, I've had Cube. I've talked to Cube, and a lot of people say Cube don't doesn't pay. What's your relationship mm -hmm. with Cube, and what did that opportunity mean for you? Well, the ungrateful bastards that would say anything about Cube's payment, you shouldn't even talk to them anymore. Like, you don't, you don't go to Goodwill, you don't go to a Goodwill thrift store and go, look at all this cheap ass shit. <laughs> Why don't you shut up? Why don't you shut up? You could have went to Hermes. Why you didn't go to Balenciaga? Why you didn't get a bowl of the ball main you want to have that conversation? Right. What you mean the independent black dude who's filming it partly out of his fucking pocket. What do you mean he didn't pay you enough? They weirdos. Weirdos. That felt like they earned the opportunity because they were big. No, no. Yeah. I understood. That ain't no $200 million movie. Well, I mean, how much did you expect you was going to make? Well, I made enough to get them teeth fixed just like you did. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I, <laughs> it was no harm, no foul. I knew that I was going to go from there and there was no... There was no turning back for Cat Williams. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Um, I like that he had Q's back right there I like that And for the people who actually said that they didn't get paid enough for the role Come on now, stop Stop 
You didn't get paid enough for the role. Stop it. Oh, man, let's continue. I wrote it. What I'm saying. I'm saying, if I did it and I did a good job at it, you can thank me. I was involved. Right. I'm not going to come later on and tell you, I never even read the whole script. So how you know what rose? What? What do you mean you never read the <laughs> Like, you, like... These guys' whole job is to present something, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not a presenter. If you ask me a question, I'm just going to tell you the truth of how it went. Would you be willing to do another Friday? Oh, that would be fire. Cube already asked me to write it. I was supposed to have been writing it. That's This is what these guys are mad about. Like, <clears throat> we lost some great people. We need, we need another Friday. We need another Friday. And like he said, he's about to say, I know what he's about to say, because obviously I, I just heard it. All right, so relax. A lot of people passed away who was on the original Fridays and stuff. So it will be a difficult, a difficult movie um, to push forward because the, the, you know the people that you lost. And Chris Tucker, I believe he's a Christian now. He's not willing to say a lot of things he used to say on the movie. So... It's going to be a very hard movie to make to bring back that old school magic that it once had. So, I know Cat Williams will be having a hard time writing that movie because he's like, damn, Chris Tucker, we bring Chris Tucker back. He's not going to be able to be Chris Tucker the way he was in the original Fridays. He's not going to be able to talk like that because of his standards, because of what he stands for now. And obviously, Cat Williams will respect that because Cat Williams has standards. A man with no standards would not respect that. AKA. I'm not right. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to say the man's name because I know y'all going to protect him. I know that, but I'm just saying. Um, Cat Williams has standards, so he's going to respect that. So that movie would be really hard to make. And um, I would really like another Friday. I would. I would. People before this movie. Mm -hmm could come out regardless right. and so yes there desperately needs to be one um, um but um we miss john witherspoon in a way that can't really be quantified right yeah exactly and um the chris tucker that we got now is epstein island chris tucker I, well, what I, not smoky what i just said what I just said, this is the first time me watching this interview with you guys. A lot of you guys already seen this interview. A lot of you guys already seen this interview. And if you're re-watching it just because I'm reacting to it, I really appreciate it. Thank you for sitting at my table. I really do appreciate it. But we're not going to get this. We're not going to get the freaking Chris Tucker we had back then because he's a whole new man now. He's a, he's a man of God. So he's not going to be popping off with the curse words like he was back then. It's, like, I, it's, like, it's exactly what I said. Oh, Lord. <clears throat> if I didn't know no better, I'd tell you he's the greatest. I don't care what you say. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be confident and not delusional is a real skill. Most of these confident people we see is really delusional. Well, you don't think you don't think they asked Chris Tucker to come back in the second in the snack in the second Friday? I want to hear this. 
Smokey, Smokey was all in. Smokey, there ain't no Friday without Smokey. There is no Friday without Smokey. We all agree to that. And there's yep. no next Friday without Friday. And there's no Friday after next without Friday. Nah, we talk about the road because you said that they don't. Here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. Come on, let him, let him. Chris was allowed to make the decision. At the time that this is happening, Cat Williams is known for smoking weed. Willie Nelson is known for smoking weed. Right. Snoop's known for smoking weed. But none of us is really known except Willie. And I'm saying, Chris Tucker didn't want to be the poster child for smoking weed. He don't right. smoke weed like that. Right. He in the church. He Michael Jackson's best friend. Christmas. Michael Jackson called him Christmas. You ever met a man that gave you a little nickname like that? No. Mm -mm, me neither. What <laughs> <laughs> uh, is what are you saying, Cat? Like, no, Cat. What Love you saying? Man, I ain't gonna be able to get nobody back. Or I ain't gonna be able to get no more from you. <laughs> they all coming. <laughs> no, they ain't. Are you kidding? No. Hey, I promise you. I got all the rest I, of them. I done, I done got the ones. I promise you, everybody trying to double back. You're gonna be having to beat them off with a stick. <laughs> you won't let him. They're coming. <laughs> Much as. Mm. <laughs> you on Dev Comedy Jam, Comic View. What were those experiences like? What do you What do you remember most about Dev Comedy Jam and Comic View? Uh, Comic View was everything. Um, this interview is so. It has range. This interview, and despite this being part two of my reaction towards Cat Williams unleashing havoc against all these comedians i'm not gonna go the whole two minutes and 46 seconds because obviously a lot of things that has been said was said and covered so i don't really need to go to two hours and 46 minutes because the majority of what he just said was covered obviously what i'm going to do now and you got to be patient and i'm gonna go a little bit forward to see if he talks about a certain individual that i want to hear his opinion on no, you got to tell him no. I, I did. I did. See, I got the receipts for everything I'm telling you. That's why I can say them so freely. Can I need another one? You here? Get you another one. Thank you, sir. Thank you. What is he talking about? Because early on, you was accusing me of being cat man. It's crazy. I mean, but you know, some of these people. Martin tried to put me in my first dress when he had to go on his hiatus. He we're gonna do some buddy cop shit. I said, Martin, you got my motherfucking word, my nigga. Go do what you got to do. When you come back, I'm in your movie. Don't trip. I don't need to see the script or nothing. You know, we get in that office and this fool pull out Big Mama's house, too. I almost died. And I got to read this script from all these good white people. Where this nigga want me to get in a dress with him. And I'm literally saying to everybody, why is he in a dress again? You already played the old lady as an FBI agent. We can play anything now. We can be playing a dog catcher this time. Yep, this is Why what do I we wanted need to, to be in a dress? And I get so mad, I say, you don't want me. You want Brandon T. Jackson. And that's who they went and got. Twice I said it, they went and got him. Just like I'm telling you, I had that other dude's work. I had all of it. All I did was say, I want to punch it up so it's not offensive to real niggas. And that's how I got in this position. I sure hope I have a uh, club Shay Shay after this year. 
It's gonna be in a dimension that's never been. Yeah, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna be the greatest this, thing floating in 2024. That's crazy because you say that to Cat Williams and then you come out with Big Mama Part Two. There's a lot of people. I mean. I don't see how these, and as you can see, there's a lot of black actors that were in a dress. The Rock was in a dress, Tyler Perry in a dress, obviously Martin Lawrence in a dress. It's like so many, why they gotta be in dresses? Why when they bring the script to you and you see the script and they're like, you gotta be in a dress, why would make, what would make you go, I'm cool with that? That's one thing I do respect about Cat Williams. Like, you ain't, you is not putting me in a dress. You not putting me in a dress. Period. Let's change this shit up. Let's, like he said, they could have played anything else. Anything else. Why we got to be in a dress again? Lord have mercy. Words, no way. In a, in a whole different realm of business. Oprah coming next. <laughs> Once I establish this as a place of truth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch. Watch. God's people ain't that few. Prince. You met Prince. Oh. Prince was a friend of mine. I thank God because I love Prince. I love Prince. Everybody who follow me on my Instagram, make sure you follow me on my Instagram. Stop playing. Follow me on my Instagram, yo. But if you follow me on my Instagram, I got my Prince shirts. I got like four of them. And I, I, I Prince, I love this music. I loved his vibe. I love what he presented. He just was that cool. He, he, Prince, when I was growing up, I was like, that's that dude. That's that cool dude right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Prince had that. I like Prince more than Michael Jackson. Way more than Michael Jackson. And his music was always hitting. His music always hit. So I'm glad he ain't. I hope he don't say nothing bad about Prince. I'm, I'm, that's when I'm going to be a little biased against Cat because I like Prince. So let's see what he says. What was those conversations? Because he's. Look. I mean, sometimes we don't really re understand or, or appreciate someone until they're gone. I yep. did. I was a big Prince fan. All of this stuff. <laughs> Who's yeah, not because a big he could Prince play fan. all the instruments. He could sing. He could dance. He was an entertainer yeah. that could sing. And what he wrote, I mean, who thinks of Cherry Moons? Who thinks it snows in April? Who a Raspberry Beret or a, a, a Pink Cashmere? The thing, the Purple Rain, the things that he wrote about. Like, bro, who, who mind goes there? Yeah, he was um he was like any unlike anybody in the world. Um he he was um he was just an amazing individual. I I was able to meet him when I was 12 and I knew him um my entire life through all of his changes. I was able to um assist him many times. If you go look at Prince's car collection, you'll see that Prince don't have not one car Cat Williams ain't got. He got the Prowler from Friday after next sitting there. He got the same Bentley as me, like, because we share certain things. Our, our connection was lyrics, musical lyrics, um, women, and cars. 
And that's those are the areas where he trusted uh, my opinion on things. And um, that's where I got to be helpful in his life. And he was helpful in mine in um, really all different types of ways, especially about the business as far as being a black man that was rich in this business at 18 years old, had already did his first million dollar contract, had already broken records, was determined that he didn't want to be like anybody else, yep. was so great of a guitar player that black people just stopped caring about guitar and he got left out on a limb and somehow still had to create his way out exactly. of that. Exactly, that, that is so true. Because Prince was Prince was in an entertainment. He was part of the entertainment when it comes to music that a lot of um black and Spanish people whatever just didn't vibe with. Obviously he had his fans. But it's so true when all these artists say the biggest fans are the white people. They're the ones that go out and buy and it's true. I mean get your feelings out of the way. You know what I mean? Get your feelings out of the way. Get your feelings out of the gutter. It's true. The majority of the fans to these artists is all the white colored people. They are. I mean, it, it's not. It, it, it's it's nothing bad with saying the truth. It is. The majority of Prince's fans were white. The majority of Michael Jackson fans were white. <laughs> Let's be honest. We, we got to be honest about situations like this. And Prince still had to uphold. His standards, his value, and what he really loved about the music. He didn't try to go to rap. He didn't try to. He stayed where his, where his love was at. And he still became an icon. Still became memorable. And his passing was also missed and is still remembered. I mean. R.I.P. Prince, man. For real, man. Let's continue before I get all emotional and shit. <laughs> Let's go really a, a, a one in a billion type person I was lucky to know him. Now, there are specials and the streaming. Um, I don't know, I don't think there's as many, and there's no DVDs now. So where, so, so <laughs> where are you on this, this streaming, the specials? I mean, obviously you, you still tour, but how much do you focus on, okay, I'm a tour, say 100 days or 150 days, but I'm going to do a special. This will be the last topic we're covering. Well, now that our relationship with Netflix is at the eight-figure mark. Um, Ooh. Eight? How, how you said often, eight? How often you want to make them? Oh, you, you said eight? I mean, like, like right, right. five, six, seven, eight? Yes! Got to be Come 10 on, million yeah. So what I'm saying is once you're at that level, how I many would you do? I, I, I'd be willing to bet you say, Shh. <laughs> every time you turn around, I'm going to be doing another one. Hey. I think that's what you would say if you was any good. Yeah, and like sure. I said, like I said, with 12 comedy specials, why do I need to be in these conversations with these specialist people? Say it ain't got no specials you remember. Steve ain't got no specials you remember. Ricky ain't got no specials you remember. Faison ain't got no. What? So why do y'all get to special? Yep, it was 20 minutes long. It was good, too, though. It was. He's good. Not it was good. He's yeah, good. See, that really, yeah, see? He's good. Don't think because I said something um, derogatory that I, I, don't, I don't know how to hate. Earthquake has consistently, I don't think anybody's ever said Quake wasn't funny. He, he probably never been booed, yeah. I don't think. I don't think he's ever given a bad performance. They thank you, my life. dog. But, but, um, 
But his just due was overdue. He was in a whole different situation. Yeah. Because he wasn't able to translate the stand-up to the movie Movies, thing, the TV. he took a hit. Most people don't take a hit. They're just judged on their stand-up. Right. So, yeah, no. I, 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 even though it's... This interview, right? I mean, I'm going to go... This interview is very interesting. It, it was very interesting. And like I said, I'm not going to go the whole two hours and 46 minutes if oh my god if you guys want me to do a part three to finish the last 40 minutes or so of this interview put it down in the comments but i think we covered the majority of what we wanted to cover obviously there's a part of kevin hart um that has not been seen yet but i think we already know what how he feels about kevin hart and what kevin hart represents and that he believes he is the symbol of what Kevin Hart tried to represent. Ne um, 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 obviously, removing the fact that Kevin Hart has standards. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we covered the majority of what we wanted to cover in this. And it's very interesting hearing Cat Williams say all of this when, when it pertains to all of these comedians. And I know about the Ice Cube. I know a lot of people is going to say, well, Ice Cube came out and said the majority of what Cat Williams said was true. I, I didn't even need Ice Cube to come out and, and say that because you can just... I'm not trying to say I'm part of the X-Men or the Avengers. I'm not trying to say I have mutant powers of telepathy. I'm not trying to say that. But you can just tell Cat Williams is being honest. You can just tell that he's being honest, that he's not bullshitting about none of this crap that he's saying. Not Not crap, but you know what I mean. You can just tell he's being genuine. And is it clout? No, it's not clout. He's just coming out and being honest with what's been going on in the game. That's all he's saying. People are all... That word clout is just thrown out every time somebody's willing to come out with the truth. That word is just poison. And it's used consistently just to freaking downplay somebody who's telling the truth. And it's, it's such bullshit. But let me know what you think about the Cat Williams situation. If you want me to do a part three of this whole scenario, put it down in the comments. Hey, come out with part three. We want to see it. From... If I see enough comments saying that you want to, um, a, a part three or whatever, I'll come out with part three. It is what it is. I'm not going to watch the third part just in case you guys actually want it. Cause I want to be genuine with it. I want to watch it for the first time the same way I watched part one and part two for the first time. So let me know. Let me know what you guys think. Anyway, thank you for sitting on my table. I really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel make sure you follow me on my podcast make sure you follow me on tiktok as small snippets of the podcast will be displayed there so you can also comment over there and also my instagram my social media platform that i basically um put my everyday life on as always i thank you for sitting at my table this is black shy guy i'm out of here peace